Welcome to Decoding Business with BBB, your source for everything business. We help listeners learn what drives innovation, what challenges the small business operator, and what the backstory is behind success. Decoding Business is produced by Better Business Bureau, serving the heart of Texas. Here's your host, Jason Mesa. Dog training services here in the U.S. expected to reach about $820 million by the year 2026. It's growing likely due to adoptions, the rise of adoptions uh, of dogs as pets. Of course, adoptions soared during the COVID pandemic. We're talking one-on-one with a positive, as in P-A-W, pause, dog pause, positive trainer in the San Antonio area who's truly using her background into the dog training industry. We are on location with Healing Hounds Dog Training. More to the interview in just a second. I like the fact that we do have an entity like the BBB that isn't just accepting reviews online that are not then checked checked out. When you see a seal from a, a long-time uh, advocate of businesses, that makes you feel good. It's, it, it's a feel-good thing. It's like, oh, okay, they're wearing the white hats. They're the good guys. But being BBB accredited to our customers, what I believe it means that uh, they're dealing with a trustworthy company, a reliable company that will be there not only at the beginning, but throughout and at the end of the process as well. Uh, in the car industry, it's super important to create that type of relationship with our customers. We are your BBB, serving the heart of Texas, and we are building better businesses. Who let the dogs out? All right, today's show is officially gone to the dogs today. My name is Jason Mesa, Senior Regional Director for Better Business Bureau, serving the heart of Texas, your host. So glad you could pull up a chair and join us. Uh, gentle, science-based, positive reinforcement. These are training methods we associate with children many times, but now applying to canines, you can throw in vocabulary teaching them, uh, obedience, and a lot more. But it's it's not a field just about anybody can venture into. It takes a very special person to tackle dog training, making it successful uh, full-time career, and then jumping from military to full-time business operator. Veterans do it every day. We have one joining us today on location. We're on the farm today speaking with Glenda Heron, founder and owner of Healing Hounds, and that is H-E-E-L, healing as in sit, roll over, heal, she holds certifications as a professional dog trainer. Glenda has been a member of the Association of Professional Dog Trainers since 2008, newly accredited BBB business, and has served as a mentor trainer uh, since 2010. So I welcome you to the show this afternoon. Thank you, Jason. I'm so excited to be able to share what we do. Yes, and we, we have two guests as well that, that kind of will walk in, be- will dance in between the show <laughs> here, here and there. Excuse me, Lacey and Emmy Lou, and they are, are your personal canines. Yes, we have two dogs at the moment. We've had and fostered probably over a couple dozen or so and our current two are a great Pyrenees named Emmy. She is about nine years old and then her little sister who's about four years old. She's a Pyrenees mixed with what's called an Anatolian. Wonderful. And that's who we have at the moment. I want to get another Malamute eventually which mm-hmm. is basically a husky mm-hmm. but they are they're really hard to find here somehow. They live in Alaska so. Right right. Well <laughs> and it is toasty to... today as we exactly. as we come on the air. They yeah, greeted me on the way here. in. So right. glad to glad That's to see funny. them as well. How many ca- clients? I say canine clients. Mm-hmm. How many successful canine clients have you trained? Since 2008, when I opened the business, Jason, I have worked with over a thousand clients. Wow. I'm up to about a thousand thirty now. Not all at once, uh-huh. but um, I tend to do two or three sessions with people mm-hmm. to kind of fix the behaviors they're in. 
interested in changing. Mm -hmm. And once they have the tools and they have the knowledge and the language to be able to speak with their dogs, they're able to sort of take that and run with it. Wow. And those who need tune-ups, I feel terribly honored whenever people call back three or four years later and say, we got a new dog or this is happening, how can we fix it? So I'm pretty much there for people when they want me uh, and I'm happy to help in like the beginning and yeah. I like the word tune-ups you used as in coming back sure. to re, re, reintroduce totally. them to the right. method you gave them. Great. Because people might have a baby or get another dog or uh, move from an apartment to a house or vice versa. Right. And it's a completely different scenario. Right. So Life happens many it times. It totally yes. does. Yeah. How did you get into the business? How did you start this business? What gave you the inspiration for the business? The inspiration was always wanting to have a dog. But being in the military for 20 years, we moved around so frequently that we didn't quite commit to having a dog because as renting and being on base and mm -hmm. having to sort of move at a moment's notice, it wouldn't be fair to not be able to take the dog with us. Mm -hmm. And so I waited until, we both waited until we both retired and we got the dog, the house, the fence, the cat, the whole thing. <laughs> and I became interested in dogs and dog behavior way before I had one of my very own. And I started reading up. Um, this, these, these were just books back in about 2000. There wasn't, to my knowledge, YouTube. There weren't any TV programs concerning dog training. Mm -hmm. So I just read what everything I could get my hands on, which is a bit dangerous because it ran the gamut from positive reinforcement to smack your dog in the head, which oh. is luckily I never went down that path because many people do. Sure. They figure you have to use punishment in mm -hmm. order to get the behavior you want. Mm -hmm. But that's how I started. And then and then I started to watch Caesar Milan, who was on TV. He was sort of the first trainer that came out in the public on yes. National Geographic. Mm -hmm. And then Victoria Stilwell and mm -hmm. Programs by Ian Dunbar, and little by little, I, I became basically obsessed with dogs and why they do what they do and their psychology. Celebrity trainers you mentioned, like Caesar Milan, like the Dog Whisperer. Right. Um, I guess that's where we we see that you know on TV the most. But sure. how did and you brought this up? Thank you for your service. Um, transitioning from military to civilian life and ultimately full-time operator, business mm -hmm. owner. Um, do you find some challenges in that? Yes, I tried three cubicle jobs after retiring. Hated it. <laughs> because I Common thought, tale. Oh my stars, isn't that funny? I was a German and Russian linguist in the Air Force, which one doesn't tend to need on the outside until mm. uh, now. And I worked initially for, well, we moved around after I, I retired. After I retired, I lived in three countries in one year. I went from Germany to England to Belgium in 2000 because mm -hmm. my husband was then doing government service. And I right. worked at NATO. Nothing exciting, but I just did some admin work at NATO, which mm -hmm. was very exciting to sort of see how that operated or didn't mm -hmm. and watch the happenings behind all the flags and get to know that. And then I worked at the National Park Service in California mm -hmm. and at the El Paso Intelligence Cent uh, Center mm -hmm. or DEA in El Paso. And the whole time I wasn't really enjoying it. You know, I missed my military family and I really wanted to work with dogs. So mm -hmm. that's where I started just reading on any breaks I had and getting educated myself in how to get into the business. And my husband of all people said, when people ask you at work what to do with their dog's problems, you have the answer, you should open a business. And I said, who me? <laughs> <laughs> so that started it in, in 2008. I actually worked for a pet sitting company in Hawaii mm -hmm. in 2005, which sort of got me into the business. And my very first foray into working with dogs in El Paso was working for a company called Piletex, who removed the 
poop from yards. Oh, and, goodness. And however, I didn't actually do that part of it. I wrote them and I said, hi there, would you consider adding a training service to what you offer now? I was just writing people uh -huh. and saying, you don't know me, but I'm kind of a big deal. How about <laughs> we do this? And they went for it and they said, yes, we'd love to have you on staff as the trainer for our company. I also filled in a little bit when sure. they needed help with the initial service, but that was sort of my first foray. So you identified an opportunity and found a business that needed a complimentary service and but you filled that know. need. They uh -huh. didn't know it at the time, but you made them realize it. Mm -hmm. Nice, okay. Sure. I had, that's the nice part about getting really old is that you don't care what people think. You figure, you know, let's just, as they say in the Air Force, <laughs> run it up the flagpole and see who salutes. I was gonna say go for broke, but that's the same kind of. There you go, this. all they can say is no and then you try somewhere else. That's right, that's the worst. That's what's the most they can say no, correct. Oh, nice, okay. <laughs> a lot of challenges veterans have transitioning and making sure. that and trying different jobs, being right. a later stage in life, being away from protocols. Mm -hmm. So right. yes, it could be daunting and I'm glad you're you're willing to share that. And further veterans in, in our audience that might have this same situation are kind of looking down that same um, glass can sure. think, you know what, she did something that I could probably do Just as well. go for it. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned protocols because all the things, I mean, I'm a Christian. I believe that God set me up to be able to use what I had learned in the Air Force in my own business. Mm -hmm. I learned um, administrative things. I learned accounting things. I learned organization. I learned how to meet with people of all ranks and services, branches, backgrounds. And that really set me up nicely for being able to do it for myself. Because nice. as I was starting the business and getting everything organized, I would think I used to do this for my supervisor. Mm -hmm. And now it's working for me and my business. So that just segued nicely, I think. Yeah, it yeah. makes total sense. Mm -hmm. You promote yourself as a highly tailored dog training program, not a one-stop shop. Um, you really meet your clients one-on-one, -on -one, find their environment, and then really offer specific advice, laser specific advice for each mm -hmm. client, correct? Correct. There are some, correct. I don't do things like agility or puppy classes or anything like that. There are other organizations out there that do that mm -hmm. and that is their niche. I choose not to take on aggression cases. There are other trainers whom I'm in contact with that really love taking those on. I personally prefer not to. So having a nice group of people that you can refer to and say, this person will take, I just got one from my friend Dean. Of uh, double D dog training, yay! He is local, <laughs> also positive reinforcement. He loves doing puppies and families, and also obedience. Okay. So we give each other cases whenever we think, you know what, that's not the best for me, or mm -hmm. if it's not in my location, then I'm happy to refer to another trainer who actually also is certified positive reinforcement, mm -hmm. and that helps a lot too. Our guest, Glenda Herring of Healing Hounds. HealingHounds.com, H-E-E-L, HealingHounds. What types of funding or assistance did you look for? Did you seek in starting or growing the business? Any kind of help that, that is out there that you didn't know about that helped you? It's funny you say that you didn't know about. Things have changed so much in the past 20 years, and I launched this in 2008. Mm -hmm. Basically, I bought a couple of leashes and some collars and treats. You don't need a lot to get into the business, although having said that, once you, if you take it seriously, there are courses you take for my certification. Mm -hmm. I have to maintain continuing education mm -hmm. units for which I sign up for and pay for um, seminars, videos, whether you know it's been remote mm -hmm. in the past couple of years, but I've been to conferences and I go to any workshops that I can attend that interest me. Mm -hmm. And that tends to, you know, that, that gets a lot of the profits put right back into the business. I also 
love to donate every quarter to an organization called Homes for Our Troops, mm -hmm. which are military members who need specially adapted homes who have come back from God. largely Afghanistan, minus limbs, with TBI, with PTSD, mm -hmm. that sort of thing, and there but for the grace of God. The one thing I did choose to really invest in was immediately getting some insurance for the business. Mm -hmm. So I have insurance through the business insurers of the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it if you choose to take it seriously. At that time, there weren't any schools for getting certified. There are now mm -hmm. schools for actually getting a certification. They cost around, they start around $3,000. Wow. I know. So as a shameless shout out to myself, I'm doing a course at the NISD for how to become a dog trainer okay. for about $120 that kind of goes into what you need to do to be a dog trainer mm -hmm. to see whether or not people would be interested in, you know what, I want to invest the entire $3,000 into a dog school for a certification. Because if you go through the six weeks and think, you know what, I don't even, that's just way too much. Yeah. But if it captures your interest and you think, I would really love to pursue this, then at least it's given you a taste of being able to put your toe in the water and think, mm -hmm. that might be for me. So in any industry, um, you can have certifications, you can find professional societies that will right. accredit you and that will give you further assistance and training, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So your advice is to do that, find it, maximize that, and the profits will come back at some level, correct? Correct, oh, absolutely. Correct. Especially if I think you love and enjoy what you do. Don't get in it for the money, because unless you're Susan Milan or Victoria Stowell <laughs> and on TV, mm -mm. and as, I mean, this for me is a hobby I get paid for. I love meeting new people. I love working with the dogs. And would you believe, guess who is actually being trained at the end of the day? And it's not so much the dogs, but their owners, because mom and dad don't understand that saying no and smacking them in the head doesn't tell them what to do. That's right. So we come up with ways to redirect the behavior, get the dog to do what you want them to do, rather than just saying no all the time. <laughs> You know, we, we took a dog of ours to a trainer a oh, couple years you? ago, let's, let's say about 12 years, mm -hmm. and went through about six sessions with a trainer. Ended up being that the trainer said, this dog is untrainable. Those four <gasps> words came out of her mouth. You should have called me. <laughs> yes, well, then, oh, no, knowing that, but yes, knowing that, that challenge and how much went into it, we had no idea. Right. So on the consumer side of this, this story, if you're looking for a dog trainer, yeah. um, Again, you really need to make sure that you're also, like you mentioned, training. You're going to be involved in the training process Absolutely. yourself, learning the, the methods on top of that. Uh, what brought you to be accredited with Better Business Bureau? What brought you to BBB? I wanted to really, I searched for something to add some, some transparency and some credibility to my business. Mm -hmm. And I was actually approached by a representative of yours in El Paso who called me and said, may I come over and explain to you exactly what we offer, what, see whether it's a fit for you. And I just thought it was the perfect match, the perfect fit. May I go back and say something about yeah, what you said about the people being involved in training? Another yes, thing, reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another thing to be terribly conscious of is be super duper careful of choosing what's called a board and train service, mm -hmm. which means dropping your dog off at a facility to be trained. Mm -hmm. I have not found one here that does not use shock collars or oh. prong collars or aversive methods. And often dogs will come back to their families and appear trained, but they're actually what's called psychologically shut down, which means they're afraid to do anything for fear of getting in trouble and they appear really well behaved. So if anyone is interested in a board and train, please call me and I'll see what I can find out for you, but be super duper careful. Thank Do you massive for massive yes. research. 
you kind of mentioned this touch on this. What is your advice for other entrepreneurs in the field, and not necessarily dog training, but any industry? What is your advice for people making that transition from military to civilian, and or just anybody looking to start a business? Sure. If you can, um, find someone who is already in the industry or business that interests you and ask if you can perhaps shadow them. Mm -hmm. And don't ask for something for free. Say that you would, you know, perhaps do their accounting or make some phone calls for them. We shouldn't go in and say, you know, I want to train with you and expect them to simply do it just because. But see if you can get on the fringe of the actual field, career field, mm -hmm. and shadow some people, watch what they do, ask questions. Um, when I was interested in doing dog uh, walking, I had a couple of friends in El Paso that did that for a living, and I took them out to lunch and just picked their brains and said, mm -hmm. would you mind telling me? So that sort of thing. Make friends or at least get to know people who are in the business, in the industry already. Reach out, tell them what you're interested in, ask whether there would perhaps be an opportunity for you to meet with them and at least have a talk, have a coffee, mm -hmm. or shadow what they do. If you're interested in running a board and train facility, a friend of mine in El Paso did it. She was a super trainer. And so I would go out and just volunteer to walk dogs for her and pick her brain about what she knew. Mm -hmm. She was just terribly smart and she's from Germany and she did um, search and rescue with her dogs. So. That is, I think, a, a super good way, a super way to approach it. Got it. Great. Yeah. Um, and where can future clients find you, other businesses or potential clients in the area? Where do they find you? Well, my personal website, as you very kindly pointed out, was healinghounds.com, spelled H-E-E-L-I-N-G-H-O-U-N-D-S. The number is 210-383-9525. And my email is glenda at healinghounds.com. If you don't have to live in this area and you want to find a trainer that's, for the most part, positive reinforcement and uses modern methods, you can go to several websites. One is called the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, which I'm a member of, mm -hmm. and search for a trainer in your area with the zip code. Mm -hmm. You can go to what's called CCPT, excuse me, ccpdt.org, I think it is, which is the certification for professional dog trainers, which is the certification I hold. And they tend to be mostly positive reinforcement trainers. Uh, there's also the PPG, which is the Pet Professional Guild. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of that. And in order to be a member, you must sign a form indicating that you will never ever use aversive methods. And those are pretty much the top three that will get you uh, trainers who are going to be good for your dog. Be careful of one called IACP, mm -hmm. which is the International Association of Canine Professionals. I used to be a member when I first started out. Um, I paid membership and I joined their group until I found out that they're, they, they very much embrace old school methods. Uh -huh. So I terminated my membership with them and I'm a member of the other three. Thank you for welcoming us to your home for I one, but sure. also for two, for opening our minds up to this other world of yeah. dog training that we, uh, personally, I didn't know what was going on or what to look for, exactly. but, and knowing the industry now. And when we met a couple of weeks ago, I, I found healing hounds as in you were helping to heal. And that could apply in some sense. You are looking to heal either owners or pets who need healing. As That's in so true. I love that you get it. Correct. But then healing, it makes sense both directions. Yeah, so often people don't even think about it. And they spell the check wrongs all the time. They check wrong all the time. <laughs> but it is. The goal is to heal the relationship between the dog and family. Because I basically come in as a, a conduit of communication. I'm the bridge that covers the gap between the people and the dogs. And I translate 
and I tell them what the dogs are thinking and how they're processing information and then we speak to the dogs in their language that let them know I hear you I want to work with you do this with you not to you and it's been very reward it just amazes me every time that the dogs respond well the people get excited and they say yay this is working yes. so that's always terribly uh, reinforcing and I get it, positive reinforcement yes <laughs> and as if on cue Lacey and Amy Lou danced right back into they the interview did. so welcome once They're again lazy. there's heads. a little pitter patter feet you hear <laughs> and Glenda thank you once again a huge thank My you pleasure. for your time your info your knowledge and learning by osmosis kind of figuring out how the industry works right. and sharing you know your strategy in that so thank you on behalf of our listeners as well my pleasure thank you for letting me share my story yeah stay safe and thanks again decoding business with bbb produced by the better business bureau serving the heart of texas i'm your host jason messa catch you next time you can reach out to us for individual story ideas at 210-260-9843 or you can learn more about better business bureau by joining or partnering with us at 800-621-8555 Stay safe.